Blinds.com makes it simple to shop top quality blinds, shades and interior shutters from home with easy online ordering, free shipping and free online design help. Plus, they guarantee the perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com to see how you can reimagine the look of your home today. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi everyone, I'm James Harris and this is Positively Chaotic. I wanted to showcase the crazy stories from my friends and my own life about the chaotic paths we've taken and how we've got to where we are today. Every week I invite a special guest who I've met throughout my career to chat about the most positively chaotic moments that have transformed their lives. This week on my very first episode, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with my lovely friend Kelly Rowland. Kelly and I talked about everything from parenting during a pandemic, to how she overcame her own self-doubts and learned to trust herself, over to how she manifested her dream home. It was such a blast. Please enjoy. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Kelly Rowland is a four-time Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, actress, executive producer, and all-around pop superstar. On her own, she is a platinum certified recording artist with over 40 million, yes, I said it, 40 million records sold. But she's known all over the world as a founding and cherished member of one of my favorites, Destiny's Child. She's currently a judge on The Voice Australia. She also has a new single, Coffee, available on Spotify and every streaming platform. Kelly Rowland, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? First of all, my heart is so full with that. That is a hell of an intro, James. I love you so much. Honestly, it's, it really is a hell of an intro. I mean, obviously, you know you've done all of that, but how good does that feel to hear it over and over? It has to feel unbelievable. Blessed, honestly. You know, just to, to still be here after 20 years is a blessing and to still have people who want to see you perform and do music and have the opportunities like it's a blessing you don't count you don't take it for granted absolutely not and I have to tell you growing up as a child in London I was obsessed with Destiny Child I was obsessed with Dilemma uh, and that's a funny story which we'll bring up later but I've been listening to your music for so many years and then fast forward to living in Los Angeles meeting you through a mutual friend working with you becoming a friend you really are Everything that people see is what you are, just a kind, sweet soul with a phenomenal energy. So first off, I'm so happy we're doing this together and it is so good to see you. It's so good to see you too, for sure. It really is. So I want to jump right into it, Kelly. And, you know, the title of the podcast is Positively Chaotic, Mm -hmm. right? Which I think is very, very fitting for today's climate. And it brings me to asking you, how is that current pandemic life treating you, Tim, Titan? How's everything going for you? It's actually going really good. Um, At first, it was like, what is happening? And it's the uncertainty Mm -hmm. of it all, um, which stressed me out just a lot. So I remember just thinking to myself, um, you know, how am I going to explain this to Titan? Um, you know, this is like the most time I think that me and Tim have spent together because we're always so busy, both with our work schedules. Um, but it's been awesome. And we're in our home. We love our home. We live in every part of our home. And Uh when we want to be together, we're together. When we need some space, you know, thank God we, we have space to do so. We really have nothing to complain about. And I just feel blessed and grateful above anything. I could not agree with you more. You know, when this thing first came out, I'm not going to lie. I'm a very positive dude and I always see the glass half full. But when this thing started, 
I was full of fear. And I went to bed every night like, what am I going to tell my daughters tomorrow morning and what's going to happen next? And I have goosebumps talking about it right now. And then I went to bed one night and I said, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to change my entire mindset. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to live in faith. And thank God over the years, I've taught myself that fear and faith cannot coexist. So make a choice. And now I'm living in faith and making the most of it. And it sounds like you are living in faith right now too, which is the right place to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I really have no choice because, you know, we're the first idea of comfort that our children will have. That's right. So if he sees me panicking, he's going to panic. And so- hundred percent. You know, kind of just like taking, taking it back. And funny enough, you know, kids have their different ways of saying how they feel. And sometimes I don't think they really know how they feel. That's the so, truth. You know, I'll notice him like acting out and I'm like, what's going on? Instead of like, you know, you know the difference of when they're like trying to get attention or when they're just like doing whatever because they don't know why. Yeah. So, um, I remember once I was just like, Titan, I said, what's wrong? And he puts his head down. I said, baby, what's wrong? Talk to me. And he said, I miss my friends and I want to go cool. And like, so it's like they're acting out in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm just praying that like, you know, or, or hoping that all parents are like taking that under consideration. I know some parents that I talked to were like, that's a really good point. If I'm feeling some sort of way, even if I don't say anything to my kid, like they, they're still dealing with, their issues of just not seeing their friends and not going to school every day, you know? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's hard because my 10 year old suffers anxiety. So it's like, if I'm anxious, she's going to feel that anxiety. So we have to be leaders for our children and we have to give that positive message. And the reality is when I look at the positive of what's happening right now, in actuality, this virus has done for me what I couldn't do for myself, which is slow down. Like you said, you and Tim are spending more time together. I've been saying after 10 years of marriage, I'm really getting to know my wife right now. Like <laughs> this is a really interesting time which brings me to asking you like how has it been spending all that time at home with your husband like 24 7 because that does change the dynamic between the two you know okay so at first it was like oh this is gonna be so exciting <laughs> and then it was like oh this dude is getting on my nerves <laughs> yeah that's right that's right by the way, I'm sure he said the same thing about me Almost and definitely. I was like, oh my God, we need, we need to definitely like stay in our therapy <laughs> and time because we go to therapy together. So like we see our therapist every week and we're able to talk about different things. It's been amazing. So amazing. And do you do therapy now through Zoom? Yeah, we do our therapy through Zoom. Amazing. Like the kind of like conversations and fun that we're able to have with each other is just awesome. Like, look at my, it's like, I feel like we're dating. Dude, I, I want your therapist. <laughs> that, that style, shit, I need that therapist. I want some of that. That, that just feels radiant. I love it. So that's, that's great news. So, you know, moving on and, and I know everybody sees it and I know my wife and I see it is your rocking body. Okay. We're not going to be around the bush. I mean, you are just, I got to assume in the best shape you've ever, ever been. What are you doing to keep your body looking so incredible through this time? When I did the coffee video and shooting the shoot or doing the shoots for Fabletics, you know, I try to stay really conscious of how my body feels. Like, right. And that really means a lot to me. You know, I lost my mom from cardiac arrest. So ever since I lost her, I've always been very cognizant of, you know, taking care of my body. You only get one, you know, and the fact that this is connected to this, is connected to this, connected to this, connected to your neck, it's connected to your back, it connect, it's your core, you can't connect it to your knees, connect, everything's so connected. And yep. I, was like, I need for everything to be strong. Yep. So that's my thing. Like, I don't even, I used to work out for vanity. Now I work out because I just want my body to work for itself. 
Amen. Amen. We got to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. And I think fitness, and by the way, fitness right now isn't even just about looking good. I'm getting up at 6 a.m. and running five miles every day because I think keeping your immune system high right now is another great thing. It's like so many people are taking this time to be lazy and eat shit food and not stick to their schedule, where actually I think fitness right now is an important one. Uh, Just to be direct, I actually think sex is great exercise too. I just want to add to that. I completely agree. 10 years of marriage and my shit is going strong (laughs) and I can't even believe it. And it's fresh. So I'm exercising. I'm having as much sex as humanly possible. My skin is good. I feel good. And I think my immune system is actually on point. By the way, you look 10 years younger. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> By the way, I've grown a beard during quarantine. My wife says it's the first time I've looked like a man. I am like loving it, right? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take any compliment I can get from her. But uh, you, you look amazing and it's great to watch all the fitness videos and the Fabletics partnership and we love all the leggings and everything you're doing. My wife and I adore you. You already know that. But um, I am excited to talk about your life and to talk about your own positively chaotic journey because I think we've all had a journey to get to where we are today and that's why I love the title of the podcast. But what would you say was the most chaotic moment or time in your life and how did you turn it into a positive? Um, I remember I was making a big decision in my career and uh, the people that I was working with. And I will never forget feeling like I was just going to make a bad decision. Right. And I was so nervous about making a bad decision. And I was so focused on all the things that were negative. Well, what if this person doesn't want to work with me anymore? Who this person works with? And what if like, it's just a chain reaction of all of those people? Or what if what I do after this decision, like what if nothing else is going to be great for me? Or what, it was just so many like negatives. Like I mm-hmm. kept coming up with everything that could go wrong. And so I was talking to a friend and she goes, what about everything that could work? Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, and she was like, like, the songs being even better or you having this opportunity or that opportunity. And it was such a time. It was like my twenties too. So, you know, in your twenties, you're trying to do everything and figure it all out and you're not going to figure that shit out overnight. It just does not happen like that. And so I remember I was stressed out, James, I was so small like mm-hmm. small is like a bobblehead small. Like you knew I was going through something. I, I couldn't eat. I was so stressed out. And I lived in Miami at the time. And I thought the beach was going to help me. The beach ain't give me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it did not help. And I'm in this beautiful place, like my condo. And at this time, because I was making such a big transition, I was thinking, what is this going to do for me financially? because I was already like going through like a really tough time financially, just being like being completely honest. And so I kept, I had this moment where I was like, Lord, I'm gonna make this decision and I'm trusting you and I need you to help me. That was it. I made the decision when Love Takes Over came out. It was number one in 22 countries. Oh, you got me going here. I got goosebumps, see, yeah. I remember breaking up with somebody and meeting somebody who was fun, but I still, I was just, you know what I mean? But it was just yep. like all these different things that were just like evolving in, you know, my life. And, and I was just like, I had to look back and think like, wow, I really put myself in a, I kept telling myself everything that would, that would not work mm-hmm. instead of saying what things could work. Yep. That's that's what I learned out of that is like, even when you come to a crossroads in life, in occupation, like you have to actually like tell yourself what could work, what is going to work, what am I going to make sure of freaking works? You know what I mean? Because sometimes also when you put in those positions, it's almost like you got a point to prove. Yep. It's not about anybody else. It's more so about yourself. So I I remember coming out of it and like everything that I like did from that moment, I felt stronger. And I felt like I was 
I was making decisions and these were, whether they were good or bad, because I was learning still, you know what I mean? I was making the decisions and that made me feel really empowered. And yeah. And by the way, you continue to harness that power. You continue to learn what it is. You know what I mean? And you continue to have to make all these big decisions and they don't get easier. (laughs) Yeah, they do not. But you know something, not only did you give me goosebumps, but I'm going to say this, God is great. And faith is the most incredible thing we can have because you know what? I've made some of the most fucked up decisions in my life and I've had some of the most fucked up things happen to me in my life. And instead of me pointing at it and saying, poor me, 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 today I look back at those things and I think, oh my God, if those things didn't happen to me back then, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't even necessarily be the father I am today, the son I am, the husband I am. And so I can truly relate. And although we're not in the same industries, I can so relate to everything you just said. And it's amazing. And you're right. You know, you said being by the beach would help, but it doesn't. You got to, it comes within, you know, when, when you get on an airplane and they do the security briefing and they talk about the masks coming down and they always say, put that mask on your face first. That way you can take care of yourself first so you can take care of others. And that for me, shit, I keep getting goosebumps, but that for me is... You, you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. So that answer for me was incredible. And you speak so much about sort of listening to your own intuition. And I've been researching you and God, I've learned so much about you, but you know, has there been a time or was there a turning point when, you know, you didn't really listen to your intuition and now you can say that you're comfortable with who you are as a person. And was there a point where, you sort of just felt comfortable and loved yourself enough that you could listen to your own tuition. It was um, this moment. I was dating this guy and he was just as broken at the time as I was. And he meant well, but didn't exactly know how to love uh-huh. the way I needed to be loved. The only different part of this formula is I didn't know exactly what that was for myself. So here I am in this relationship with this, with this person who is older than me, more advanced than me can manipulate, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I had this moment where I was like, well, actually my, my sister turned to me. She's like, do you know who you are? Uh uh (laughs) And it wasn't about, being famous, it wasn't about pretty or anything like that. It was just like she, like her just saying, I just, I think you're incredible. And here you are settling for this person and they're not doing you any good. They're not feeding, like giving you anything, like nothing. They're not giving you anything. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and they're tr- they tried. They really, really did try. And there is always this moment where you do have the aha moment is at least in relationships, but there's still some sort of like the heart connected to it in a way where you both are broken, but that's what you have in common. So the brokenness is what you have in common. The brokenness is what, you know, whether I'd love to see myself as perfect in this relationship too, I'm sure I was not. So just as manipulative as they were, I'm sure I was learning how, you know what I mean? Ways of doing it myself. So I, I literally was um, just like caught, caught up. And it, and I'll honestly, it was the first time, like I like got my hair blown off, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. And then you realize that actually you can listen to your own self and become better because of it. Right. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? I love, I love it. And you know what? It's as I've grown, I've learned that I always have to look at my part to play in any situation I'm in because it's so easy to point the blame at other people, but you typically do have a part to play in every single situation. So very, very interesting. So I want to get into the, the, the fun stuff, but before I do that, because you've got such an interesting life, everything started so young for you. you, and, and again, this is from me doing my research, but 
from what I can see, you moved from Atlanta to Houston when you were eight years old, yeah. right? Now, my daughter's two years older than that. And at 14, you moved in with Beyonce, Miss Tina, and their entire family. And the reason I'm bringing it up is my whole childhood, I was raised by a single mom and it was tough. And I moved from house to house to house to house. And my mom loved me unconditionally. So I was blessed from that perspective, but it was unsettling. I'm kind of curious to find out what your experience was moving around that much at such a young age? Um, it was an adventure for me as a kid, weird mm -hmm. enough. Um, and because my mom was a nanny, her, we didn't live in the best part of the A, mm -hmm. you know, in Atlanta. So when she would go to work, I would be introduced into this whole new world. You know what I mean? Of nice home and the child grows up in one home and there's, two parents in the home and there's a refrigerator stocked with food and she smells good and they have a nice car that works all the time. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like yep. this is the lifestyle I saw at a very young age. And I know for a fact, besides Madam CJ Walker, that was what planted the seed of more for me yeah. and seeing myself as in more. You know what I mean? I always feel like God doesn't like take you certain places just to give you a peek. That's where actually where you're supposed to be. So oh, I I, that's always been a seed that's planted in me. And I've always thanked my mom. I think I really thank my mom after her passing. Like, thank you for introducing me into this world. She's to me, this, this house is a representation of her and you know, all the things that she put in me to make sure that this was a reality for me. But I think the, 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 the place to place was actually good for me. Oh, I love it. got me ready for touring. <laughs> Dude, I, I just love everything you're saying because let me tell you what separates you from so many people is the glass is always half full with you. Now, someone that moved around as much as you did at such a young age could be looking back at their life right now and saying, poor me, poor me, poor me. But you say it was an adventure. And there's so many people and family members that I have to this day. And me included, by the way, I had, not going to say it was a tough upbringing. I, I had less than everyone that was around, but my mom always made sure I had the same as. But, you know, I was expelled from nine schools. I had learning disabilities. Oh my God, Kelly, I was a terror. But instead of feeling sorry for myself, I always looked at it as what's next? How's it making me grow? And how can I remain positive? And the fact that you started off that sentence with, it was such an adventure. It actually shows me the person you are because the glass is half full. Your energy is always so high. I really mean that. Your, your, your energy is contagious. Uh, and, and it couldn't have been easy but what it's taught you today is so huge. And I see your conversations uh, on Instagram with Miss Tina and you, she calls you her daughter and you call her mom. And it's like, I have the same, like I have an extended family. You know, I don't have a big family, but I, my friends are my family. And I see that with you and it's beautiful and you have a very sweet soul. So anyway, moving on, you joined the group Girls Time. Mm -hmm. which I didn't even know it was ever called Girls Time at age 11, which then transformed into the sensation of Destiny's Child when you were 14. That's four years old than my daughter. But I imagine it must have been chaotic to be on the road at that age. I'm wondering, like, how did you stay so grounded? Did you guys find certain ways back then to make road life feel like home life? Or how did shit go down back then that it all felt comfortable and normal, I suppose? You know what? I remember being a part of this one production company and there was this, uh, this, these other groups that were affiliated with this production company. And we walk into this place and we walk behind this other group who was signed to this production company. And I remember feeling so proud and tough and this and that. And I'll never forget, <laughs> I'll never forget our, our Destiny's Child's manager. At the time he looks and he goes, y'all really thought y'all was hot shit walking through <laughs> <laughs> That's a reality check. Yeah, he was like, 
y'all don't even have a record deal. Y'all ain't signed. Y'all such and such. You still got work to do. Like it went down the list. And granted, confidence is one thing, but the air, I don't even know what we were airing. Oh, I can't speak for anybody else, but we all got chewed out. I love it. Yeah, like him asking us that question, I was like, I never want to be that person. Never, ever want to be that person. That was the first seed. The second seed was faith. Yeah. The third one is just as quick as you blink your eyes, this can be taken away from you. You know what Amen. I mean? I do. In the craziest ways because like, and I, I have this thing where I truly believe that um, I believe in tithing. Like, so I like, I love to give, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I love to give. And there's this moment where like as quickly as you're given all these beautiful things and opportunities, money opportunities, whatever they are, it can be taken away from you just like that. You know what I mean? It can be a lawsuit. Your house can break down. Your car can break down. Like sometimes you got to think about like, why are these things happening to me? Like, Am I, you know what I mean? What am I doing or giving off to the universe that is not quite pure or right? Or why are these ha- things happening to me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I remember I just never wanted to be the person that was rude. I never wanted to be the person that got the big head. I just couldn't live with myself. And Tina would cuss my butt out. Thank you so much for listening. And now we're going to head to a quick ad break, which is going to be an interesting one because when the world outside is as hectic as it is, your home is everything. It's certainly mine. And it's easy and affordable to turn your home into even more of a personal sanctuary with Blinds.com. Blinds.com makes it simple to shop the top quality blinds, shades and interior shutters from home with easy online ordering and free shipping. All of the experts at Blinds.com really understand that window treatments are one of those huge household items that you just don't think about, but they can make a huge impact on the look and feel of your home. It's funny, you know, I can't tell you how many houses I've sold that are brand new construction and my client moves in and realizes that there's no blinds in the property. And then they have to custom make blinds and that takes three months and it ends up costing $70,000. But they don't realize that there's experts at blinds.com that can do this. They're custom, they're easy, and they look great. You don't need to do a full renovation. By simply changing what is on your windows and the way light comes into your home, you can create a totally different feel. Take my word and go to blinds.com now and just browse the website. Look at all the different options. There's light filtering window options and treatments and roller shades and cellular shades and more shades than you'll ever know what to do with. If you're nervous about doing it yourself, there really is no reason to be. Blinds.com has helped millions of homeowners through the process with free online design help. Plus, they guarantee... I said it, guarantee the perfect fit. Go right now and see how you can reimagine the look of your home at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. <laughs> I love Tina and I, I, I have to say, knowing you, and I think it's been maybe five or six years now, you have continued. There is not one ounce of you that would think you have a big head or you I mean, you are, you are so humble and, and I'm curious to know, like there you are, a little girl growing up in Atlanta, you moved to Houston, uh, then you're 10 years old, you're living in Houston. Did you ever dream that one day you'd be living in sunny LA and that you would live in the house that you're in today? Like, was that ever a dream or something you imagined or envisioned or is it a dream come true? I pictured it. Love that manifestation, baby. It's big. I did picture it, but I'm telling you, Madam CJ Walker and my mama's job as a nanny and seeing all these, like her bosses, her boss and her boss's friends and they all had homes. And it was just something about that. I was like, that's me. That's, oh, that's going to be, okay, that's going to be me. It was so strategic in my head as a kid. Mm. Uh-huh. It was very strategic. So it still is a dream come true because anything could happen. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't have to be here. 
So I'm thanking God for one more day. That's one. And then two, you know, it's, it's crazy things that happen in the world. And after 20 years of being in the industry, I'm still granted opportunities that I'm so grateful for. I don't like to complain because I feel like when you do bad shit starts happening. Amen. I mean, I'm human. Sometimes it happens, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, yeah, I envisioned it all. And I thank God for every square foot piece your yep. corner of our home and the fact that my son has a place to consistently lay his head and he is so happy it's like, the i mean yep that's what it's feeling right yeah but it's like the big question what is your why back then it was one thing today it's your son and i think we are similar in the sense that we realize it can all be taken away like that, right? And you got to be grateful for what you have. And I try not to focus too much on the past or the future, but focus on today and be grateful for what I have today. And if I start going to that place of the future, it could all be taken because my head tells me every day, I'll be honest, I'm in fear that I'm going to lose everything. And that's not the right mentality to have. Um, But you're right. As long as my children don't have to ever worry about anything within reason, I want my children to work and they have to make, you know, they're going to have to work for it. But it's so true. Everything can go just like that. And so you have to have that level of humility at all times and gratefulness for what you have. So I could not agree with you anymore. Seriously. Um, don't Don't you think quarantine has done a lot of that work for you too? A billion percent. I mean, this, it, it really has. Like, I am loving just being at home. It used to be, by the way, that if I didn't leave my house by 9 a.m. pre-coronavirus, my wife and I were arguing, right? It really was. It was. She'd be like, get out. I want to do my routine. But now it's like, I'm here to stay and we are loving it. Like, in fact, we got so much closer when we didn't have somebody helping to clean. We didn't have someone watching our children. Like I became head of dishwasher. I became head of cleaning, cooking. I was running upstairs. We were like doing our chores. My wife made me a chores list on the fridge. It was like, we became truly one. And I joke about the fact that I'm finally getting to know my wife, but we've been married 10 years, but we have never, ever been closer than we are today. My children see me. I put them to bed every night. I'm there in the morning and I don't want to get sentimental, but in the weirdest way, it has been the most special time I've had since I've had my children and or been married to my wife. Like, I'm just cherishing every second of it. I really am. Yeah, I, I am too. And it's like the, the basics. Like, I looked in my closet and I was like, you don't need that. Why did you buy that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some things, it's like you don't, you realize you don't need. Like, it's don't get me, don't get it twisted. As much yeah. as I love to buy another Bottega, Veneta, something, like, it's just not in my headspace right now. Yeah, well, I can see a space top right of your closet right now where those Bottegas would fit perfectly, oh, FYI. <laughs> and, and shit, your closet is on point. I just want to I just want to say it's on point. Which I'm which on, I'm cheating on um fashion with furniture right now though, you know. Well, you keep going cuz furniture's needed, especially right now when we're going to be spending a lot more time at home. So, let me ask you this, what makes your house a home? for you right now? When we sit down together to eat, when we, the three of us, when we watch a movie together, when we are playing outside in the backyard, when Tim is golfing, this is so weird, but I just took up a new hobby of gardening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I don't see you gardening, but I love it. All of my little plants in the back, like I have, my, you know, that little area off of the kitchen. Amen. Of course. All the little plants above my head. And I have like little hummingbird feeders and I have like chairs coming. So that can be like my little nook or our little nook. I but love it. I'll be all day, all summer. Um, but like when I'm gardening, Tim was golfing and Titan was playing with his whales in the water outside in the back. Home. Yeah. 
It's a good feeling. And I remember when we were looking at houses, the one thing you wanted was a backyard you could be naked in. And now you have it. And now you can garden naked when the family are gone. <laughs> Amen to doing that. <laughs> it's interesting. Again, you began your career at 13. 13. Is, is it, was this always what you wanted to do? Like I grew up wanting to be a vet, right? Uh, I did. Oh, really? Yes. At 13 or let's just say at eight, like back then, what, what the fuck did you want to do? Like, was it like, I'm going to become a pop star? I'm going to be a singer. Or is it like, I'm going to be a vet? It was okay. Well, I remember I was, I can't think of how old I was. I think I was five or six. And I wrote down on the, those lines that were rather big that I'm seeing Titan right on now. Yep. Uh, that I want to be a singer like Whitney Houston and wear a red dress. That's what I wrote. Wow. So I remember calling my mom and telling her, Mom, I wore a red dress. And I met Whitney Houston. And I wore a white dress. And I wore a sequin dress. But with this dress, I was on stage with Diana Ross and Donna Summer and this person. Like, so what... I said, it was like, as a kid, like writing that down and knowing what that was, it's like really crazy. But I, but I remember my mom saying, well, you have to have a backup. I said, okay, but you gotta have a backup. I said, okay, I want to be a vet. I was like, but I want to be a singer first. And she said, okay, I got a dog. And the first time we went to the vet and they explained, or whatever expressed the anal glands. Oh, that's for the birds. You can have it. I'm not there. Fuck that. I am good seeing a dog's asshole. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I do respect everybody who has like a passion for animals and they work with animals, but I'm not that girl. Oh, absolutely. And fast forward all those years or all these years, did you wear the red dress and meet? Whitney Houston and all of those great, amazing legends. Yes, yes. I mean, Diana Ross, Donna Summer. I mean, Mariah oh. Jackson. Like, and I think the best part was I remember meeting because Whitney was the reason I sang. Her, Mariah, Janet, Stevie. Like, they were the reason. They truly, truly were the reason. I I looked at Janet Jackson and I saw another beautiful brown woman with this insanely, insanely faint, faint worthy figure. Yep, <laughs> like, yep. She did Love Will Never Do Without You. And I was like, oh my God, she looks like me. I saw Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston looked like me and she sang and it was so effortless. And when I met her, it was at the time, the Hotel Nico here in LA in Beverly Hills. And Bobby Brown is coming out and, and we're coming in and he goes, Oh my God, my wife want to meet y'all. And so the, me and the girls are like, yeah, I was like, Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, Bobby, his wife is with me. <laughs> and I freaked out. Next thing we know, we are sitting in front of Whitney Houston and she's talking to us. And my mouth was wide open. I ain't say nothing. I couldn't say, I, I was like the woman who, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm doing this because it's just, I couldn't get it out. I love that. I love that. <laughs> And so next time we saw her was at her birthday party. And I remember she called, she wrote, would write us letters and told us to call her Auntie Whitney. Like, I still, I have the letter. I just have to frame it. <sighs> That's some powerful shit because you visualize <laughs> that as a kid and then that shit became reality. It's unbelievable. And it's like, was there one artist actually that their lyrics, you know, like I'll tell you something very funny real quick. Like you're, song dilemma those lyrics for some reason when i was breaking up with my ex-girlfriend it was a song i couldn't listen to when it was when i was getting with my wife it was a song all i ever wanted to listen to it was i don't know it's just got that uh, your your voice is unbelievable but was there an artist out there that you would say their their lyrics to this day just spoke to you that was so meaningful to you is there like one person that really sticks out the old school new school just someone that really speaks to you mariah really mariah i remember the first time i heard hero and i felt like i could conquer anything wow um, i remember hearing i remember feeling stevie wonder 
Because wow. those lyrics, I was still like rather young to really know what he was like talking about with love. Legend, by the way, legend. I just remember feeling every single word that he said, every breath that he took before he sang it. Like I just loved his voice. And I love his voice to his day, but I just remember like he, he made me feel what love feels like. What a legend. That's all I can say. Legend, legend, legend. And I want to ask you what I consider probably the most important question of the day um, for me and this podcast and the reason this podcast came about for me. What comes to mind as the moment where everything in life changed for you? This is bittersweet, but it's so awesome. I love it. I had Titan on November 4th. On December 3rd, I think, I lost my mother. Shit. But what was so amazing is how I became a mother and then I lost my mother. If that sounds... I know the way it sounds, it's like, no, it's sad, fool, it's sad. But the truth was I actually, I watched her ascend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. But I was so blessed to be able to, to see life come in and mm-hmm. to, see life, you know, ascend. So as much as like one would cry in the time where I was saying goodbye to my mother, I was crying because... I was like, what a gift. Wow, that's powerful. (laughs) What a gift to be able to be given. Like, I felt like that was like God saying, this is like, I I know there's a scripture that talks about life being like a vapor. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because just as quick as it starts, like it can end. And trust me, that brought on more therapy afterwards because I was like, oh my God, but right when you fall in love with somebody, what if they leave you? Like, I went through that for a minute too. So what it did teach me is not to take people being on this earth for granted, not to take relationships for granted. And when people always say during this quarantine, call people, call people that you think are going to be okay. Call people that you know are not going to be. You just call people, period. Because you don't take good people for granted. Mm-hmm. You are. You are amazing. And it's so true. And again, you've just gone right back to looking at how the glass is half full, not half empty. Truth be told. No, because so many people could have looked at that so differently to you. And I hope people listening to this take a piece of that and understand that you can take a negative and turn it into a positive in any which way. And gaining a life is such a blessing. And I'm sure, no doubt, your mom is looking down and just beaming from side to side at her daughter, at her grandson, at her son-in-law, at everything you're doing. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a crazy world. We don't necessarily understand everything that happens. And you are right. Right now, by the way, is more important to be giving back in every which way you can. It doesn't need to be financial, but you made such a great point. Uh, just pick up the phone and see how someone else is doing right now. You know, there's, there's always someone worse off or in a worse situation than you are going through a different set of problems than you are that just picking up the phone and saying, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Can I help in any shape, way or form? The power of giving back, and this is something my wife has taught me over the years, but the power of giving back is so important and so big. And I think even more so in a time like right now, actually. So I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. So I want to shift gears from the heavier conversation um, and, and move into the more fun stuff. And by the way, going completely off topic, everywhere I've researched you over the last few days, I keep turning to some type of sexual innuendo. I mean, it's unbelievable. Every interview, I've heard more about what goes on in the backyard and coffee with Kelly, by the way, which the second I heard you talking about sex toys, I told my wife tomorrow night, we're canceling our plans. We're watching coffee with Kelly. Cause I'm like, you need to hear this. Cause my wife's like a super good girl. And I'm like, you need to hear this. And then the next night we watched it, you were super tame. <laughs> I was just like, no, uh, <laughs> but, but there's been so much fun stuff going on right now and I think it's important because you've been married what six eight years or with Tim 
years. We've been together six years. You've been we've been married. We've been together for twelve years, eleven, twelve years. Wow! How are you guys keeping your relationship fresh? Because I'm working it out my own way. But I'm curious as you've been talking about it, like how do you guys keep it fresh and like not feeling like it's been 10, 12 years? We, I mean, we, we talk about it, you know, which is really cool. And Tim is my best friend. Like I, I want him to always feel seen and heard and pleased by me. And, um, he feels the same way. And so whenever, win, win. yeah, whenever there's a moment where an opportunity for pleasure arises, like, let's go for it. <laughs> let's go. I mean, I have tried it on my wife so many times. She's like, fuck off. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, ah, what do you mean? She actually doesn't say fuck off. She just tells me to get off. I'm going to sleep. So maybe if we talk about it at lunchtime, <laughs> but she tells me I am too scheduled. I have to do my routine before I go to bed. I have to get on my phone. And she hates that. Or take her somewhere and go have lunch. There you go. There you go. I'm going to work on it. I'll get back to you on how that's going. So I, I, and I don't have much longer to go. I know your time is precious, but I do want to talk about this because I was there 2018. You reunited with Destiny's Child. You came back out at Coachella in what I can only say was an unforgettable performance. I'm really curious to know about how that experience felt, like how it came together and what did it feel like coming back on stage together after all of those years? Amazing. I bet. Absolutely amazing. Like, the thing is, like, I love being around B and Michelle. And I love figuring out movement and vocals with them. It's how it all started for me. So whenever there's, like, you know, whenever we spend time just, because before we got on the phone, I was on the phone with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or our catch-ups on our um, joint text conversations that we have. Like, it's it's incredible. And any time with them is just time that my heart, I feel like just beats faster. I love um, it. So we got on the stage. Here's the thing. We got on the stage and I remember I couldn't hear anything because I had my in-ear monitors in and I don't remember what happened. That's how lost in the moment I was. I was so happy and I got lost. Buzzing. Come off stage and I looked at um, my assistant and I said, um, did they like it? She goes, like it. Her eyes are, Sasha, her eyes are filled with tears. Like it. I was like, yeah, did they like it? She was like, it was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what Dude, I mean? it, it was breathtaking. I'll tell you that year I had artist passes uh, at Coachella, which gets you right to the front of the front. Hey. But not when you guys were on stage. I'm just going to tell you, the front of the front was the back of the front. And I said to my wife, fuck this. I am literally squashed. And I kind of went back outside because I get claustrophobic. Valeria stayed right there through the end. And it was hands down the best performance of Coachella without question. You smashed it through and through. But I was so curious if it was like a group text, like, guys, should we like get back together through Coachella? Yep. Yep. Rock and roll. Let's go. Boom. Let's go. But I know there's so much more that goes into these things. And the what happened. Oh shit. Really? That's what happened. I love it. But the choreography and the work that went into getting up on stage, was it just like getting, was it like riding a bike, like getting back in the studio together or like getting back into like the dance rehearsals? It's just, you know what each of you are doing. Getting back into it was definitely like, you know, cause B never chooses simple choreography. <laughs> of course, of course. That's why she's so, one of the many reasons she's so brilliant, but you know, it was a certain vibe. So I just wanted to make sure it was spot on. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So I was back and forth from um, LA to Australia. So I would be oh. like going over movement on, um, you know, video and picking it up and going to rehearsal like for, you know what I mean? Then going back to Australia. So it was crazy, but it wow. worked. 
I can literally see you like doing dance routines on the plane <laughs> on the way to Australia, but it's got to be hard. Like each of you are perfectionists. Yeah. Beyonce is a performer that just goes all out and she did um, that performance and it was the best I've seen. But it's like you want to you wanna be the best version of yourself no matter what you're doing, but that was such a big memorable experience that it must have taken a lot of practice to get back on stage and do that together. And it was absolutely breathtaking. So I'm glad we could, we could talk about that. So Kelly, the time has come to wrap things up. At the end of every single episode, uh, we're doing a little segment called Chaotic Moments with James. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. Amazing. What room in your house do you spend the most time in? The family room kitchen. What are you currently learning? How to garden. What's your favorite place to hide? My closet. <laughs> Very fitting for right now. What motivates you? My family, my past, um, my goals. Yeah. What chore do you hate doing? Washing dishes. <laughs> That's just about everyone. I can tell you that much. Finally, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Buy on Wilshire in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Buy on Wilshire in the I'm not even joking. I would have bought on Wilshire in the 90s in a heartbeat. I wouldn't have, tr and I wouldn't have tried to keep up with people. Cause you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we grew up in a time where it was cool to have a bodyguard. It was cool to have a puppy. It was cool to have, you know what I mean? Cool to have all this like, you know, designer shit. Like that stuff doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make any memories. Is it, you know what I mean? Although it is beautiful. Yeah. I have several pieces that I'm so incredibly proud of <laughs> that will never, ever, ever be, you know, oh, they're all classic. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, like, I, I wish I would have had a different mindset on, on, on what those things were to me. Absolutely. And it's not about keeping up with appearances. It's about being true to who you are and being being your real self. So I could not agree with you more. And I'm so pleased that we were able to wrap up on that note. Kelly, I cannot, from the bottom of my heart, thank you enough for being a guest on the podcast. My first guest on the podcast. Where should people follow you and your current projects, Kelly? At Kelly Rowland. Unbelievable. Instagram, Twitter, yeah, at Kelly Rowland. Incredible. Follow the Positively Chaotic Podcast at Positively Chaotic Podcast. And to everyone watching, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribers, you can listen, go get the podcast, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. And for anyone who would enjoy listening to the Positively Chaotic Podcast, Thank you for listening. Kelly, I love you and adore you. Mwah. Thank you so much. Mwah. Thank you, guys. Blinds.com makes it simple to shop top quality blinds, shades, and interior shutters from home with easy online ordering, free shipping, and free online design help. Plus, they guarantee the perfect fit. Go to blinds.com to see how you can reimagine the look of your home today. Rules and restrictions may apply.